Well, the weather for the whole of the south of England will continue as it has for the next few weeks. It's going to be hot and moist, with temperatures rising steadily as time goes on. There's a chance of steamy moments as we move into the... Ah, sod it. We never wanted to do this. We never wanted to be weathermen and women, making innuendos about hot atmospheres and drizzly countries. We didn't want to be child-friendly. We didn't want to bang on about being for over-18s only. We want to talk about our sexy adventures. We want to be lifestylers, leaping from bush to bush as we sail down the rivers of British sex clubs and mountains of crazy experiences. The cheeky purple mamba, the liquid silk pumped liberally into our hand, the rodeo classic brief harness complete with Tantus curve, the enjoy pure one stainless steel dildo, the hot octopus digit, the ever so short messages on fab swingers, the sexy friends on Twitter, and the mighty vanilla alternative. With my best girlie by my side, we'd swing, swing, swing. Get in the gym or to your car. Without advice, you could go far. We fuck things up and we make mistakes. We talk about our sexy dates. It's getting hard for this to rhyme. Just as well, cause it's bed. Hello and welcome to the Bedhoppers podcast. My name is Mr. H. I'm Mrs. H. Thank you for joining us today. With us, we have some amazing, some incredible special guests. You've really, really picked that up. I've ramped them up. <laughs> they are here to talk about a very specialist topic. Well, okay. Yes, it is a very specialist topic. Okay. Uh, there's lots of teasing going on in this episode. I know, I know, I'm I know. Very, very excited. So We're really excited. So what are we talking about today? We are going to try and unpack the huge topic of vulvas vulvas vaginas mm-hmm. lady flaps lady gardens lady flaps flaps clams bearded clams <laughs> you name it all the words basically yeah all the words this all is the... going to be an hour of words all okay. our favourite words this is, this is fantastic yeah. <laughs> with us on the show today we have the incredible vanilla ice hello 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 <laughs> we've got the delightful secret vixen she's Hi. smiling she, yeah, I'm thank smiling you. I, I forgot I have to speak oh, yeah. it's going to be a great hour isn't it it's going to be fun <laughs> And we've got the delightfully naughty Clip Bang with us. Hello. There we go. She's looking naughty already. This is terrible. This is how we're going to cope with this. <laughs> how are face. you going to spend the next hour being quiet? I want to know. Well, I, I'm not going to stick around on this. I'm going to remain quiet so that you all can have a chat. What I noticed already is that one of them has chimed up and said that you did not say the word that everyone would expect you to say. About what, what me? You, yes. Oh, that word. That word. The word that shall not be named. Yes. You've got to say it. In order to make me disappear for this episode, this is like you know, getting the audience like to a shout at Panto. Yeah, you got to say it three times, and, and oh, yeah. I'll let you three. take the show. Yeah. It'd be worse if it was really candy enjoy band, it. I'd have yeah. to say five Gone times. Three, tonight. and you've got to say it in three different ways. I'm not saying it yep. three times. You, I'm not saying it. I'm going to be times. here the whole time unless you do. Wouldn't it be better if all four of us said it once? Not at the same time. Oh, so you get four times. Yeah. What I would suggest is that you all say it individually so that everyone gets Can a I sense just of say, it. I'm really not offended by this word. No, I'm I, not offended either. I just don't like it. I just want people to say it. <laughs> you disgust me. I, well, yeah, I disgust everyone. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Fine. Like some hideous reverse Beetlejuice, we will say it for you. Oh, please do. Shall I start it? Yeah, we can you, do it in a round. Well, you can take control now since I will be disappearing magically. Do you want us all to do it in a different tone? Yes, like, that would pussy, be... Pussy, pussy, pussy. <laughs> all right, I'm going to say it. Pussy. Pussy. Right, you happy with that? All right, so click bang. We've got pussy. 
Secret Vixen. Chrissy. Vanilla Ice. Are you happy with the collective pussies in the room now? He's happy. He's nodding. (laughs) So he's going to attempt to stay quiet for the next hour, which is going to be a minor miracle. If you insist on standing in front of me and just showing me your willy for an hour, it's not going to be possible. But now he's just raising eyebrows at me. You've just set him up to see it. <laughs> All right, I think I think at this stage he's he's let me drive, so excellent. We're um we're in safe hands for next hour, ladies. So we have brought you all here today. We're going to have a little chat, and what I wanted to do was just have a little roundtable discussion about a subject that's kind of been on my mind for a long time, and I think it's fair to say that some things have kind of triggered me recently with wanting to explore this a little bit more. Um, part of that is because we now have quite a lot of interaction with the folks on Twitter and we've obviously been in the lifestyle since, what, 2016 now? So we've had quite a few years of um, being in a very different lifestyle. So it's kind of like come back to the fore for me and I've really sort of given it some thought around why it still bothers me. So I, pr- I should probably talk a little bit about what bothers me specifically. <laughs> so I'm talking about the imagery I think that's perpetuated through media and stereotypes around how evolvers should look and and how your evolver looks and what you think about it as it is a very broad topic. Um, so for me, this stems back to probably childhood quite early on. And I didn't really think about it when I was growing up because obviously you you kind of go through puberty and you grow up and you you know kind of what your bits and pieces are and you kind of explore them in your own way didn't really think about it until I became sexually active, maybe in my teens. And at that point, it became quite apparent to me that I think I had a lot more stuff down there going on than I probably had seen maybe in in references to kind of biology and what what I I thought something might look like compared to um, what I actually had. That makes me sound a little bit like a freak show. I'm not. It, it's just I was I was clearly in possession of more stuff down there than I think I, I was expecting as I as I grew up and I kind of went through puberty. So I do vividly recall in my teens having a boyfriend who <laughs> lovingly referred, it wasn't loving, he referred to things as hanging hams and beef curtains. Oh. I know. <laughs> and when you're, when you're a teenager and when you're kind of, growing up and you hear this kind of terminology it, it can be quite damaging obviously mm. and you kind of left with this hangover of oh crikey am I am I some kind of freak or is this kind of the norm now as I've gone on through life obviously I've met a wonderful man and you know we've had a you know we've we've had a, a lovely life together very happily married and he's he's helped me learn to love my vulva which is fantastic but actually now going into this lifestyle it's become apparent to me being up close and personal with other vulvas once again those insecurities have kind of surfaced for me because I found myself the first question I was asking Mr H when we did start playing with other ladies was but how 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 was it did it how did it look compared to me and I couldn't help but try and um try and normalize myself and I'm constantly searching for this definition of something normal but I don't know what normal looks like so it it's kind of left me a bit scarred and a bit um, worried to the point that I actually considered labiaplasty at one point. So before I kind of go into that, because I've prattled on quite a bit, that's kind of where I'm coming from with, with this episode today. 
And I want to talk to you lovely ladies because you're all very dear to me. I know you all really well. And I kind of just wanted to have some thoughts and opinions and how you all see, you know, this this kind of uh, the the porn imagery that's kind of fed through our media and what we think about that. Cool. So yeah. What I would like to say is that before anything else, I think we need to really take a minute to recognize how dangerous the power of words can be, how a throwaway comment has affected you your entire life, and how actually educating our children of all genders um, and educating them to think before they speak, but also to accept that there are as many different um, you know, penises or vaginas or vulvas or testicles as there are faces. Yeah. And and I think that's something we don't talk about enough because I think we all, forget I speak for myself, I all assumed everyone looked like everyone looked the same as mine <laughs> until I came across others. And I think that's because it was never discussed and why would it have been? But actually, from the sounds of what's what's been your experience and what has become a, a big issue, maybe we need to have those awkward conversations so that the people we're bringing up know not know that things are different and know that, you know, it's not okay to say something derogatory or funny, in inverted commas, um, about something that actually could be really personal. Mm. it's really personal it is yeah. and I wonder where that that you know that teenage boy got that perception all those years ago that you know what I did actually possess was was something that was frequently large or where did he get that oh beef curtains from because he must have got that I guess from seeing that porn gives you a certain image and then realizing that someone he had seen in the flesh wasn't that living up to that expectation but that that also comes from limited experience as well. Mm. Um, I think as as um, we've we've talked about, I had done some research for this and had gone and put thirteen paragraphs down. <laughs> and when asking asking Mr. Sprite what his opinion was of different vulvas, um, to um, paraphrase, it was never given it any thought and has plenty of has had plenty of poontang, um, <laughs> which is. The more you see, the more you realise that they are all different and it becomes less of an issue. Um, so I think certainly if, if from a teenage boy perspective, presumably they have had limited exposure to differences in people's bodies. Um, and that doesn't make what they're saying OK, but it, it means it comes from a, a, a position of ignorance more than anything else. Picking up on um, what Vanilla Ice said as well about having those difficult conversations body image is a really prevalent issue in my house at the moment because of of child issues and things like that and that is one of the difficult conversations that we have had recently that people's genitals do look different and people's bodies do look different and that it's all okay and I had a, a really 
useful conversation with a, a one of my teenage children about vulvas this week and about how it's perfectly okay to look at yours and to look at others and to think that they're different and to give um, imagery that you see in mainstream porn the same recognition that you would give imagery that you see in mainstream magazines or Instagram it's very much a an idealized view um, and it doesn't represent the majority of people no you're right and I think I had this conversation with Mr H recently on a, a podcast fleetingly we talked about watching Naked Attraction you know one of our favorite pastimes great however it really rattled us because obviously what what the presenter was talking about as the the boxes lifted and revealed all the parts um was that it, some of the, the ladies possessed a very neat, neat vagina and she used this terminology, oh, it's a neat vagina. And we were like, oh, here we go again. Um, I'm going to move to Secret Vixen because oh. I can see she's got some stuff to say. <laughs> we're sort of just going back to the sort of, the comment might have come from a place of ignorance because, yeah, we think of that being sort of a male thing, but I'm going to put my hand up. It was only sort of in my adulthood that I even realized. And funnily enough, you've mentioned Naked Attraction. It was actually for me, Naked Attraction, where I remember watching it. Um, I think I was at uni possibly, and it was a very drunk, drunken evening. I'd come home and I'd put it on. And I remember watching it and I saw the box rise and mm. I was just like, hang on a second. They they all look different. <laughs> and I genuinely, I, hand on heart, I didn't know because it wasn't an open dialogue um, sort of in my house growing up. We certainly didn't speak about it. I mean, yes, we had sex ed lessons at school and things, but yeah, you certainly never mentioned the appearance. We spoke about the anatomy, but that how it actually physically looks wasn't ever discussed. So I think there is a real ignorance both for men, but also for women as well. Mm. But yeah. Rice, you've got some, yeah. you've got some money. No, mind I there. agree. And uh, uh, do you know, so I really like Anna Richardson, the presenter of British Naked Attraction. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of time for her. I have a lot of respect for her. She did a great series of uh, programs called The Sex Ed Show, yes, education show. And as part of that, she went around and she spoke to teens and she spoke to other people. And she did what we are discussing now, talked about how different things were and how, do you know what, guys? You don't, guys, you know, females, you, you don't need to worry about what your father looks like, this, that and the other. And I felt really disappointed when I heard her go for the cliche, oh, that's a neat vagina in Naked Attraction. Now, I suspect that's because that's colloquial. So I put my teeth back in. I suspect that's because actually that's the kind of thing that is expected she would say as a presenter on that kind of program. But I would I had her on a higher pedestal for body image and mm. I was disappointed that that was something she came out with. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I cringed inwardly when I heard it. Um, and clip bang, I'm going to come to you in a second because I can see you've got your finger on your nose. <laughs> I was sign of talking. Um, and I, I did, I cringed because I thought this is this is exactly why people like myself end up in the position where the body dysmorphia becomes a reality because you're you're drip fed these these images that um, porn perpetuates these myths that this is what people want to see 
And, you know, very recently, I, I put this out on Twitter as a, a little trailblazer as in, I want to talk about this. And someone did comment and put quite a derogatory comment on my, my, my post saying, well, actually, yeah, I like to see, you know, I like to see a, a very neat one and I don't like to see the, the hanging down lips and what have you. And I was like, here we go. This is, this is why I feel like this. And, and this is no wonder, this is, this is why labiaplasty ha- as a plastic surgery procedure has risen. You know, girls as young as nine years old apparently are approaching um, their doctors and approaching cosmetic surgery routes because they they want to look what they think is normal. So, Clipbang, we'll come to you because I know you had something to say. Um, yeah, so I had well a couple of things that had come to mind there. Um, so, uh, part of it is about the language mm-hmm. that is is used about people's bodies in general. Um, the the perception of saying something is neat and tidy as opposed to something is you know whatever you're going to perceive as the opposite of that is instantly putting a negative on anything that doesn't fit into that box for want of a better word (laughs) (laughs) great pun there thank you (laughs) that's the only one I've got in me tonight um (laughs) oh oh. Uh, (laughs) Mr H if he was ever going to pipe up now now is the time (laughs) he's in the corner like no (laughs) um but uh, again that's um like something that has um, been a body issue for me for a long time is, is kind of the the language around being fat and and being overweight and stuff and and it it shouldn't be derogatory to be able to point out that this shape is that shape like the the the, the weight that we put on to something to say tidy is good and. I don't know, untidy is bad, thin is good, fat is bad. That it, there's so much power in those words and really there is no truth in it. And it's it's something that has taken a long time for me to um, talk through about fat phobia um, and, and realise that having fat doesn't negate your value as a person. Having a vagina with longer inner labia does not negate your value as a person. But it is it is language that we're used we're socialized to hearing these good words and bad words and applying them to different elements of people's bodies. And it's it's uh, shit, frank, frankly. <laughs> so nice. That's it's, shit. it's so non it, it's nonsensical. Mm. They're just words. Um, but yes, we are societally kind of driven to thinking that there are certain ones that are good to be applied to and ones that are bad. Mm. The other thing I was thinking of as well from from what Vixen was saying, I think, I, I don't, I mean, I'm not a straight woman, so this is coming from a position of not necessarily knowing, but I feel like straight women probably are really... M- at risk of feeling like they have unusual vulvas um, because I see a lot. I'm <laughs> How many have you seen today? Oh, so many. <laughs> I'm extremely fortunate to see many different labias and many different vulvas and, and enjoy the whole range available and realise that whatever mine looks like, they'll, you know, they all look different. There is a whole like paint like those little things with the paint swatches on of vaginas and that's but but if you aren't exposed to that and the only only views you see of other people's vulvas are in porn or Mm -hmm. I don't know perhaps in in a biological textbook or something you are programmed to believe that there's there's two little lips and that's it and there's nothing else around that and um, I think that must be quite isolating if you don't have a group of people like this to talk about it mm. with. 
I agree. Um, Vanilla Rice, what did you want to say? So a couple of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Bank, completely agree with what you've just said. Um, I asked some friends um, on an online group, um, it, you know, their thoughts um, about their labor cards and what they thought and stuff. And actually, to go to what you've just said, there is a friend of mine who replied and she said, I didn't realize there were different types. I didn't realize that this is a woman in a straight relationship. I didn't realize that, you know, mine weren't the textbook pretty. And I said to her, okay, well, you know, how, how do you feel now you do know that? She's like embarrassed about, you know, if I get a new partner. Um, she's not, um, she's just split up from her husband. And that just made me feel really sad. She's a confident woman in her, uh, I hope if you listen to this, I haven't got this wrong, but early 40s. And I just thought, oh, that's really sad. So, but going back to the naked attraction and the comments about, oh, you need vagina or whatever, and oh, this is what we see. Yes, but also no, because as Vixen has just said, we are seeing all the different types. So yes, Anna Richardson might say, oh, that's the neat vagina. You know, and that choice of words is, you know, as we've said, is discussable. But we're not just seeing that. We are seeing all the different types. And the Vixen, for example, was able to see it and go, okay, oh, I see, there are different types. And, you know, for our children if that's the kind of thing that they're watching at some point you know I think that that's a much less harmful place to be learning about things even if the word neat are used and like Ben said maybe it is neat as in tucked away and maybe neat isn't a bad thing in as much as saying that person's bigger than that other person you know talking about weight or something because it's that person is blonder than that person you know, and it's just that we've put these huge expectations on it. And finally, before I shut up from them, <laughs> another thing I was thinking is I don't think it's wrong to have preferences. I think that if we're honest, we all, when looking for a partner or looking for ourselves, and things, if you're actually honest, there are different things about different people you find attractive if it's you know I really like shorter hair I'm talking on the head um or, or <laughs> down below um I like you know boobs like this I like an hourglass figure I like a slimmer person I like this or you know look at this person's penis it's really small or it's you know we might look at a picture that's been sent to us and we have been known and you know, hands up, it's not cool. But when we have had the unexpected dip kick and it has been of a surprising nature, <laughs> we have been known to share it with each other. And that's awful. But then I can't be double standards and say, now I don't think I ever have looked at a picture of the vulgar and shared it with one of the new guys and gone, oh my gosh, look at that. <laughs> I have done with unexpected dick pics and what's that that is that's awful and so I cannot be sitting here claiming to be 
you know, righteous and everything, you know, I do everything right, because we do have preferences about every single thing. And it, I don't think we're honest if we say that we don't. Okay. That makes sense. I, I do agree with what you're saying. I, the, it opens a whole nother debate around right. um, <laughs> penises, maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll yeah, leave that no, for but a what I'm saying is, chat, like, but... is that, okay, put penis to the side, we have preferences of what things might look like mm-hmm. on ourselves or on other people. And if we say that we don't, I don't think we're being honest. Uh, that doesn't mean that we ever body shame someone. We shouldn't. We shouldn't, even if it's what we might look at and go, oh, that's surprising, you know, or, oh, I've never come across that in my experience. About anything, you take a breath and you think, and you think, hang on a minute, if I was a 15-year-old hearing this, am I going to be mid-40s, still worrying about it, asking my husband, you know, do I match up? Do I, you know, you've got to think about, what comes out of your mouth versus what might go on in your head. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure I would ever be brave enough to share a picture of my Volvo with other people. <laughs> um, but why, if you don't want to, you don't have no. to. That's the thing, isn't it? No, but, you know, years of people or, you know, imagery telling me that it's it's not what other people want to see has probably stopped that anyway. Um, I'm going to move to Clipbang real quick because I can see she's got something to say. Oh, well, I think... Um, just leading on from the not showing your vulva as well, not showing a picture. I think all all of us here are quite discreet about that in our mm-hmm. um, swinging lives. That's not those aren't pictures that we put out in our um, media. And like again, as as Vanilla Ice was saying, like it's it's quite easy to see um, an unsolicited dick pic and be like, all right, I'm going to make a judgment on this, and we shouldn't. And similarly, I think part of the reason that I certainly wouldn't be putting pictures of my vulva out would be to receive the same potential responses back. Um, But also it it is, I don't know, it it feels far more intimate than a lot of the stuff that us as a group would be talking about on, um, on our social medias and things like that. The other thing I was that keeps coming up to me when I think about people in our kind of position and talking about this conversation is that, so we've said that, you know, despite the fact that Vixen didn't see um, more vulvas until channel four came on, uh, (laughs) we do as, as a group get exposed to more vulvas than more, most people do. Um, So we see more different types of people in clubs or at meets or, or whatever there's a predisposition in the lifestyle for people to be shaved or to be hairless down below. Do you think, I think that impacts on how people perceive their vulva because I think when, when it was much more common for people to have pubic hair or lots of pubic hair, this conversation wouldn't have happened (laughs) because you don't see that. But in our lifestyle, obviously, most people do shave there and there. So it's much more obvious what people are packing. It's a brilliant uh, comment. And it's actually one of the questions I was going to ask all of you. Anyway, moving on a little bit bit further into the chat, I I was going to ask you all your opinion of, you know, hair 
or nah, don't know. <laughs> Interestingly, I've completely refused all the way through um, not only my normal adult life and our lifestyle, I've refused to get rid of it all completely. Uh, now, in part, if I'm completely honest, partly because I do have some hang-ups about all of it <laughs> and actually removing all the hair draws attention even more to the, the insecurities that I probably have. And I think actually some some hair probably just just helps aesthetically for me, but that's just my preference. And it's my preference to actually see it on people as well in a small, neat capacity. I'm very good with a neat, but <laughs> <laughs> I obviously don't want some like massive microphone bush going on, but it's, as a preference, yeah, but again, as a preference, it, it is just, I like people to look normal, like people, like people have hair, deal with it. That's, that's just me. However, and I understand that, you know, you can't yuck someone's yam and lots of people like that, you know, to have like nothing at all there. Um, so you've actually already taken my question and, and opened it up <laughs> now, which is, no, I, I'm glad you did because this is, this is cool. And um, the secret vixen's been way too quiet and she thinks she's got off lightly and she has not. I've been staring at her in the bottom of my Zoom. <laughs> and I'm going to put her on the spot in a minute. <laughs> oh. um, the secret vixen, what, is your, what, what are your thoughts? Because you have a slightly different dynamic to some of us, perhaps because um, you are in a hot wife kind of um, play style. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're in the position where I suppose more people will kind of see you and you may not come into contact so much and see so many other ladies and rovers and what have you. Um, so what, what's, what, how did you feel the first time you saw someone else's? <laughs> someone else's um, vulva? Um, and funnily enough, actually, I, was, I thought this question might come up and I was talking to Stag about it because if he was saying in your limited experience of um, <laughs> close up encounters with women's vulvas, he was like, what did you notice? And he's like, did you notice anything? And I said, honestly, hand on heart, I couldn't describe to you anything about them, literally the formation or anything. <laughs> but if when he asked me the same question regarding like a penis, I can remember quite vividly um I'm sure he's pleased about that <laughs> he was he was he was thrilled um but like sort of size girth etc but I just generally I was sort of sitting there going I really couldn't tell you anything about the ladies vulvas it just didn't sort of register with me when I was sort of exploring that oh that looks like this that looks like that it just didn't it didn't register with me and I don't I don't know why um but I just I couldn't re-describe to you what one lady's was like what what another one's was in my very very limited experience I just don't I don't know if it's not because my brain's just not programmed to pay as close attention <laughs> to other p women's vulvas but more so penises it would appear yeah <laughs> sorry secondly, yes. no that's okay and secondly <laughs> what, what, what do you think about the hair situation then do you, do you feel obligated to remove it because you're now encountering your balls and I agree. I'm very much sort of like you. I personally, my personal preference is I do like to have a bit of hair. And again, I think it is because of insecurities about what it is like down there. And as, as you say, it's almost like you can hide it a little bit. You can, you've got that sort of safety. Um, so, so for me personally, I 
do like to have a little bit of hair just because if I, I don't know it it makes me sometimes think oh I feel like a teenager like a young girl it just I don't know for me I have and again this is probably wrong it I just have connotations of sort of being a very young child when there's no hair down there mm-hmm. um and like having children myself I don't I think mm. that yeah when I have sort of seen pictures of completely hairless it makes me sort of think oh a child but I know that (laughs) isn't what it should do but I think it's because of having a daughter myself I just I associate a clean like clean shaven with child and I've actually had that conversation with friends before and it was funny enough that a lot of us did sort of say the same that we wouldn't go hairless for that same sort of reason and again that's probably wrong like why should we sort of feel bad about sort of removing hair again you porn and you know I I say porn loosely but you know what what you see kind of in the media so you know social media porn that kind of thing it does present to you this image again rightly or wrongly of hairless all tucked away, like minimal fuss kind of going on. Um, Clipbang, I'm going to come to you quickly because I can see you're desperate to say something. <laughs> I'm always desperate to say something. <laughs> um, How many paragraphs have you got through so far? At least um, seven. Uh, about half. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, so I had two points. The, the first one being on the, on the hair situation in that, um, so I, as an adult, I have rocked both a 70s vibe of the full bush and, and nothing there. And I remember vividly being on a, a Zoom call with all of you people last year and showing you that I was growing myself a landing strip for Movember. <laughs> I remember um, this. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I do think remember like, this. <laughs> Twitter I was delighted I, to hear about it. I was in yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. I think that has got me to my thousand followers that night. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I think like on on it's quite nice for me to have this conversation with you ladies because uh, I have been taking it all off for a little while now and I'm like do you know what sod that I actually quite like seeing a bit as well I like the last couple of um, women that I have had meetups with have had some hair there and I like it. it it does look great and even if you're not choosing it for that reason it does look great um but picking up again on what Vixen had said about not recognizing necessarily what or not being able to describe what vulvas she'd seen we've come at it from a different perspective because I have seen a lot however I'm always so delighted to be down there that <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be critiquing anyway and I think that's very much akin to what Mr. Sprite was saying with it. It's like, whoa, it's funny. <laughs> Mr. H is silently rocking next to me from laughter, I think. I think he's trying to contain himself. And I think he's desperate to make you a T-shirt with Clipbank. Seen a lot of pussy <laughs> or something. Oh, like I would wear that so proudly. Thrilled to be down there. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Thrilled to be down there, that's the one. Thrilled to be here. <laughs> um, we, we've got more stuff to cover, but I actually wanted to just segue slightly into a question for all of you. And I think I can say, you know, with, with all this group that you've all born children. Is that okay to say that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So on the subject of um, we've all had children and bearing in mind, I don't know how you all had your children, how you birthed <laughs> your children, but do you yes. think childbirth has um, changed a your kind of opinion or, or b the aesthetic sort of you know look of everything or anything particularly 
Uh, oh, Clipbang's got a thing on her nose. That means she wants to talk first. Surprise. This was one of my paragraphs <laughs> that I had prepared. Um, and I, uh, <laughs> um, one of the things is that um, labia grow often with age and mm-hmm. with childbirth. It does, it does change the appearance of your genitals. And I was, I sort of segued off onto a rant about society's preoccupation with pubescence and, and, and young people and older people being less attractive, et cetera, et cetera. But also I, um, I noticed that my vulva changed after having children and bearing in mind, I had my first child very, very young. Um, but even so, um, it, it changed the appearance of my vulva. And I think, um, it, it's another of those kind of sticks that society can beat you with. Like, uh, if you have stretch marks or a mum tum or your vulva has changed from, from childbirth, um, yeah, it, it's another thing that they use against you as a, mm-hmm. a tool to judge you. Whereas I, you know, I don't, I think my vulva is just as beautiful now as it was before, even if it's different. That's a good I, I, I just need to interrupt yeah. and say, what the hell? <laughs> I did not know that your bits continued growing. This is so educational. I too did not know this. And I'm now sort of, I want to go and check. <laughs> I want to go and examine. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I, I did my research. Thanks. I do. <laughs> Absolutely. And well, do you know what? I was I had had two children and I was in my late thirties before I found out that the bit that I had been calling a vagina was actually called a vulva. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really common. Mm. And and I kind of I if we can't even name it, if we can't even teach our children slash people at school or whatnot the correct terms uh, I think that's really disappointing and I think it speaks like volumes as to what you know we know that I would say that most people if not all people could name penis and testicles right Mm -hmm. probably even more than that they could probably tell you bit a bit more about you know exactly. the anatomy. I mean particularly vixen. That's a whole other conversation. I, I think Secret Stag's <laughs> gonna test on it later. But uh, yeah the fact we don't even know the correct term. Like mm-hmm. and um again in my sort of group where I sort of asked about what people's opinions were, there's a lady who is um she's medically trained and she says most, not most, I can't remember what she said, but a, a lot of women, adult women, believe that where they pee from isn't actually where they pee from unless something's gone horribly wrong. You know what? Okay, I'm going to put my hands up here. I look like a complete idiot and this is going out. I'm not entirely sure where my pee comes from. <laughs> Secret fix has got a hand up. No, as in I too, but I'm just... Oh, wow. I, oh crap. I, 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 well, no, it's in like literally before I came on this conversation, <laughs> I I will show you this for those at home. Um, I'm currently showing a <laughs> anatomical picture of a vagina and vulva, etc. Um, because of I genuinely like I 
as we know, I do work um, educating people (laughs) and I have to teach sex ed and I've taught sex ed and we always talk in detail about the penis, but we never, like when we always start a lesson where we say to children, right, just throw out all of the words, you know, associated to male genitalia and female. And I don't think I've ever had the word vulva come up from a child, from a child. I do get vagina. Uh I get all of the things we said at the start, ninja, et cetera, but not <laughs> once have I ever had vulva mentioned. It's just, it's, oh it's, it's, it's yeah. Mm. This is one of Mr. H's um, pet peeves, I believe. Um, absolutely drives him. Botty. I've experienced this rant. <laughs> you, you, you probably have. And most I of have. you know Mr. H will have not only heard this, but you know, he, he, um, I think he's talked about it on a show before where he's, he's gone to great lengths to educate himself um, pre-lifestyle, you know, before when we were just, you know, early days when we were together and we were kind of, you know, exploring our life together. He, he educated himself. He went away, he read books, he kind of, you know, understood what women were. And he actually took the time to go and educate himself about the female anatomy. And I think he probably even knew before I did that, you know, vulva and vagina vastly different and he, he took the time to explain to me what, what's what and what, what goes where so actually secret victim what you're saying is is both scary and interesting All right. <laughs> but as an educator you're even now you're like um let me get this right i mean i'm not a biology teacher so i mean that's that's my get out clause <laughs> that would be really bad Oh dear, clip bang, you have your finger on your nose. So do you have um, something to say about Volvo? No, I mean, I think, um, so I echo that that I think the majority of experience of, uh, with friends of mine or, or, or people where I have had these sort of intimate conversations that they are of a similar level of understanding. I was a ridiculously pre- precocious kid and I remember um, finding a book in my mum's um, dresser when I was about seven which had the words copulation oh. and vulva and all of this sort of stuff in so I I, I had a, a real good understanding of the anatomy quite early and then I went to an all-girls school as well and our sexual education despite the fact it was an all-girls school was actually really really broad and really well balanced so we were all taught you know how many holes there were and which what they did and what every part was called um so I'm quite lucky in that the conversations that I have with my children and I have four girls are very clear about what everything is called they are all completely aware of what parts of their body they have and you know um how to talk to me about them and how to, how to talk about them and stuff but yeah I think it's really unusual to be quite so lucky to have had those not explicit conversations because I'm not talking about anything that's inappropriate for them, but um, factual, I guess, um, mm. unembarrassed conversations about their own bodies. Because mm. I can tell them about their elbows. Why can't I tell them about their vulvas? Yeah, no, 100%. And I, I recall, you know, years and years ago when I was in school, definitely there was never any conversation around anything other than this is a female anatomy. And it went into great detail about the biological stuff that went sat behind that you know the sort of the ovaries the reproductive system that all, uh-huh. all that you know the stuff about how it happens nothing at all about sex and 
actually, if you do get lucky enough to meet a girl and you get her into bed, please don't talk about her beef curtains. <laughs> so, you know, I, I hope, I really hope that now, you know, like many years on, things have changed, but actually maybe it hasn't, you know, and and maybe this is where... I, this is where we we don't we can't define what normal looks like because we don't know and there is no normal you know it's it's not and we you know we've got a lot of thanks to people like you know the Great Wall of Vagina and the Vagina Museums and Vagina Monologues and all these fantastic things that are kind of out there and exist as a kind of um, a, an avenue for people to understand feel okay celebrate what's what you are and learn to love your learn to love your labia learn to love your vulva because everyone's different I'm I actually don't know if I still if I feel any better ultimately even now I still have some hang-ups that exist whether that is because that poor kid years ago (laughs) you know told me I had beef curtains and it sat with me I don't know I think over the years I've probably seen a lot of imagery that and you know, it's not sat well with me and it's kind of mm. still, it's still very much sat as a, a kind of dysmorphic body thing where I'm, I'm really, I really have hangups. I really do. I still do. So, um, I've got a couple more questions, I think, and I'm, I'm just checking how I'm doing for time. I think I'm doing pretty well. Um, so here's a good question. What do you like about yours? about your own because this is all about maybe talking about what's it no one has something that's normal everyone has something that's different so let's let's talk about what do you like most about your own body no one's got the finger on their nose so I'm going to pick on someone you mean like body or like <laughs> no your vulva, vulva specifically yeah yeah oh clip bang straight on the nose let's I have an it. excellent pudenda tell oh, us well. more what is that <laughs> So um, I, uh, my ex-husband called it a muff hump, which is basically the fleshy portion above above your vulva. Okay. And it is my favourite bit. I, um, as much as um, men are sometimes known to sit there just casually relaxed with their hand on their groin, just for comfort. I quite like that. It's very soft and fleshy and I'm very pleased with my pudenda. Pudenda. Mm. Wow. I like that. It, it sounds like something you put up in the garden. Um, <laughs> a gondola or a pagoda. Yeah. A gondola. Yeah. Did you just say gondola? I did. I'm a pagoda. I'm having brain fog today. I, I mean a pagoda. You're thinking of my new garden with the river. <laughs> I think Secret Vixen is frantically Googling as I speak what a pudenda is. I can only assume that's what she's doing. She's gone off to look at uh, pagodas now. She's actually Googling pagodas and whether Lewis Gardens centuries. (laughs) She's pricing up an extension. (laughs) So you're you're very fond of your pudenda. I am. Secret Vixen, what have you learned from Google in the last 30 seconds? Um, I was just enjoying the different words. <laughs> I, I, as you know, I do like a bit of lexicon. I'm like, oh, mm. vestibule, as I said. Um, <laughs> I, gosh, I don't know. Um, I genuinely don't know. Um, although I am also quite relieved having heard um, Clipbang just say that resting her hand there, because I often do when I'm watching TV and I always thought, like, is am I like a 
bad person for doing because it is it's nice and warm and like a pouch um and it is and so that's comforting to know as you can see i am clearly the naive ignorant one in this you're group not. um <laughs> don't try and claim you're sweet and innocent <laughs> we know you're not sweet and innocent i'm so sweet and innocent um <laughs> I just, I, I'm just thankful that it works, that I function pos- properly down there. There we go. <laughs> and even half, having children, it's still, it's all fine. <laughs> it may have ice. just grown slightly though, as I've learned from this conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> what do you like about yours? Your pagoda? <laughs> um, you know, I feel... I feel stupid because I don't think I even know this. I don't think I've ever thought about it. Like even knowing that we're going to have this conversation, I mean, um, I mean, the thing is, there's nothing I dislike. So, so therefore, you know, I guess I'm. I have no strong feeling either way. <laughs> like, you know, I don't dislike it. I. I've never really given it a second thought. Um, so, yeah, that's a rubbish answer, isn't it? No, it's not. It's fine. And, you know, if you like everything about yours, that's awesome. I'm really happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just really fucking happy for you. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> um, I mean, I've had close encounters with one of the other Volvers in this situation, and I thought it was excellent. Just saying. <laughs> I'm frantically doing the math now. <laughs> so oh, I did one. Which oh, is oh, you'd be able to work that <laughs> out. Really long <laughs> 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 Mr. H, come on then. Tell us something you like oh, about yours. Goodness. Oh, well, I like the fact that other people seem to enjoy it. <laughs> There we go. Powers of deduction have not failed me at all. Uh, I'm trying to learn to love it. Um, Okay. I love the fact that it does work and that's awesome. And it's, you know, proudly birthed two children, actually. And it is what it is because it's achieved amazing things. And, you know, I, I feel, I feel like actually, I've 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 had children. I've I've birthed them naturally. That's all happened. Awesome. More more play to me. But I st- I still have hang ups about it. I can't. I don't think they'll ever leave me. And you know whether that's just because that's what the media kind of you know as I said tells me what I should believe and what I see each day when I open Twitter and I scroll through and I see like a million fannies in front of me but all look the same. I don't know. But uh, you know what I like. The fact most that yeah, you know, Mr. H likes it. So, you know, he's he's never ever once made me feel like it's it's not something he he enjoys. So, click. oh, you've all got your fingers on your noses. Actually, Secret Vixen doesn't. <laughs> she does that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, click bang. I think maybe you had your finger on your nose first. Mine is very quick. I'm just going to prescribe something for you from from my lots of research Mm -hmm. um one of the suggestions for people who are uh, unhappy with their labia or their vulva is to watch more porn but not the mainstream porn lots of queer indie alternative porn where they feature different body types and 
different people having sex and you get to see what non-mainstream vulvas look like isn't that so bad though that you in order to see a non sort of as we've sort of kept saying neat you have to go and search out alternative porn I mean, I already search out alternative well, porn. So, <laughs> hello, <laughs> tentacle porn. We've done how everything on it. <laughs> but yes, yeah, that is, it should be mainstream, but mm-hmm. as it's not, yeah. I prescribe you porn. Porn. I think my phone mm. might explode if I watch any more porn. I've completed Pornhub three times in lockdown. So, <laughs> yeah, but Pornhub's the wrong one. We want to go. We want to go further afield. We want further afield. We want weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. No, Thank you, Clickbank. Been uh, mm. advice. So, when you were talking about the fact that you'd birth two humans mm-hmm. and stuff, that made me. It sort of touched a nerve. So, I, whilst I'm saying I have no issues, like, and I don't with what it looks like and everything, I never managed to have either of my children au natural. Mm-hmm. They were both sunroof babies, <laughs> and I really felt that my body had let me down. I really felt like I hadn't given birth. Um, And actually, I get huge jealousy, and not just jealousy, it's like, it's not jealousy in a horrible way, but it's like, it's stronger than that. And it often makes me, like, to the point of tears sometimes about people having great natural births because I feel that my body let me down. Now, in actual fact, I spoke to a, a, a wise friend when I was sort of said something about, oh, but I didn't give birth to my children. And he said, well, what's their birthday? Were they born? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Okay, I get it. And I'm really grateful to science. You know, I am so grateful for talent and science that me and my children are here and we are safe. And, uh, you know... But do I feel that my vagina let me down? Yes, I absolutely do. Um, is that a dog? It is growling. It's a dog growling. <laughs> it's not just someone there. Uh, it, it it's no someone's vulva uh, making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and that's something that I have hang up about. So turns out and but it's a different kind of mm. hang up I guess I, and I don't think you're alone at all Vanilla Ice you know I, I think that's a, a fairly natural reaction for for people who, who haven't gone through that and it in no way makes you any less of a mother and you know what what you've achieved is is miraculous and incredible and as as you say the main focus and priority is that you delivered to healthy children you you, you achieve that your body is incredible like what it did was amazing and, and the fact that I've birthed them <laughs> uh, through, you know, through the birth canal. I, I don't know, would I have felt any differently if they'd come out the sunroof? Possibly. Actually, at the time, I probably would have welcomed that. <laughs> yeah, no, and absolutely. And do you know what? That's partly the trouble because people say, oh, you know, I wish it all. Oh, it's the easy mm-hmm. option. Oh, it's the, this and the that. Um, and and uh, some people elect for that. You know, they actually actively elect to have it that way because they don't want you know the you know the vagina and the the vulva and what have you to to be um ruined by by, by labor and childhood 
uh, secret vixen's dog, I think, might be chewing her leg off. <laughs> secret I mean, she vixen's very dog cool has a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> She's just run away. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Is that because you kicked her? <laughs> no. I no. Oh, great. Now everyone's going to come after me and say, secret vixen, the dog kicker. <laughs> I mean, it's a very different moniker to what they're giving you already. Uh, I mean, that might be a step up from just ignorant person. <laughs> oh, goodness me. So I think we we are shortly coming up to um, some timekeeping issues where Mr. H is probably in the background waving his finger at me. <laughs> Why did that? Why stop chatting? So before I go into maybe some final little thoughts and questions has anyone got any more pressing rants and paragraphs clip bang that they've written <laughs> i think i covered all of mine in fairness mm-hmm. i think i think you know i had my piece you had your piece how'd you say mm. why why do we think um why do we think then that that so many people opt for labiaplasty i mean it comes at a fairly hefty cost it's it's around about three to four thousand pound you, um, and, UK and there's lots in. of risks as well. Loads of risks, absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, I, I like. I have no issue with people wanting to have plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, my issue is with the societal pressures that make them want to have the plastic surgery. That that's the thing. If it's if it's something that you've independently chosen, it's going to make you feel better. Fucking great. But if it's the world making you think you have to have that mm-hmm. to feel better, that's shitty as fuck. Yeah. Uh, and it is it's on the rise. Absolutely, it's on the rise. I think in, um, I mean, 2017, 2018, it, it was like a, something like a 46% increase in labiaplasty alone. Granted, the pandemic has slowed things down because, you know, it has slowed everything down. But, you know, the staggering factors, the it's, it's, still, <laughs> it's still something, it's still a, an area of plastic surgery that is on the increase, sadly. I'm happy to inspect a lot and tell them all that they're normal. Just send them my way. It's fine. Should we get that um, added on a T-shirt? Bang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Pussy extraordinaire. <gasps> you yes. said it again. She did. I said just, it again. Just for honestly, me. Just, just for the reference. I, honestly, don't. I'm not offended by the term. I'm really not. I just, for some reason, don't like the way it sounds when I say it. I don't know why. Very strange. I like it a lot. <laughs> the way I say it, or just generally? Just I mean, both, but particularly <laughs> the way you say it was what I was referring to then. Excellent. So at this stage, are we allowed to invite Mr. H back into the chat? Is he bringing his pussy? If we must. Well, let's bring him back in to see what he thinks. Okay. See, what I, see what I think about all the things. There you are. <laughs> How did you stay quiet for so long? I did I some really nice it. drawings. Do you know what? Were... He's literally just drawn Batman for an hour. <laughs> I'm not even joking. He's drawn Batman, no, 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 the I... dog, Garfield and a Transformer. <laughs> this is all very true. I'll, I'll show you a picture of this. Uh, firstly, I, I want to say, you know, I think we need a T-shirt that says I've been clip banged on it. <laughs> You're going to have to do a big run of them. <laughs> oh, I haven't got one yet. Um, You've got to go through the kit inspection first. <laughs> so I, I think that was a, a really fascinating um, chat. I, I think 
you know, in terms of the, the labiaplasty, I do wonder how much of it is to do with people who genuinely need to have it um, versus people, as, as Clipbang was saying, I think, that, that are kind of spurred on by the media and the perception of porn and all the other sort of influences. Mm. So I, I think that maybe there is, a, there is something in the fact that because it's people are more aware of it and they may be slightly more aware of themselves, then maybe that's driven that up a little bit. I don't know. Actually, can I interject here? You can. Um, um, <laughs> to say that I had a really interesting thing, I think it was on Woman's Hour a few years ago, and there was a youngish woman whose labia were so extended that actually she had serious medical problems and things like wearing uh, swimming costumes or knickers she had real problems and and all the stuff that came back and that stuck with me and i just sort of thought actually if people found out she'd had a labor party then they'd probably be like oh wow you know all about the design of vagina and i think we do need to recognize that for some people actually having longer labia is an is an issue a medical issue that causes problems yeah and and um it can cause problems with with penetrative sex as well that was one of the things that I'd, I'd read about that there is there are medical reasons for it. yes sometimes they're aesthetically too long or um i don't mean aesthetically i mean yeah for, for comfort too long but also sometimes it can make it painful to have penetrative sex if, if they're going to get caught mm. and 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 things like that so yeah there are extremely valid reasons as well what I'm curious to know, though, is that in you know a few years' time, because things are cyclical and they come around, will we, people be getting labiaplasty to get them extended? <gasps> oh, oh my goodness! Wow. Can you imagine? Because when we were younger, well, <laughs> I speak for myself. When I was younger, like everyone wanted a small butt, and uh, mm. now big butt all the rage. Bubble butts. Um, mm-hmm. like, fuck that. Yeah, very happy. Yeah, fat into their butts to make them bigger. You're right. So I was walking behind a woman uh, the other day, and I thought, "Oh, something strange." And then I realised that she—I mean, she was she was in very tight leggings, and she had this amazing body. And I, oh, this is the first in real life butt transfer thing I've seen. There's a better word than that. But yeah, so so. Who'd have ever thought that in the nineties that that would be a thing? Mm, true. So you know, um, yeah, maybe maybe longer, maybe labia extensions will be. Uh... <laughs> There we go. They just cut a bit of your ear off, staple it down there, and away we go. Everyone's fine and dandy. The science checks out. And then you can get the cheap aesthetic clip-ons from ASOS. Oh, my goodness. I don't want to know what the Primani version is. I really don't. (laughs) It'd be septic in a week. Who wouldn't want it? (laughs) It'll unravel literally like a Primani jumper. Why is my baby a green? (laughs) Because you deserve it. Uh, oh. <laughs> the buying primarni. That's some uh, poor little me. foreign child has been making that labia in the back no, of a sweatshirt. I'm just looking at the clothes I'm wearing, <laughs> and I'm going to say that out of the items of clothes I'm wearing, four <laughs> items are primarni. But you wouldn't buy I a labia you. from one, would you? I don't know. Never have one offered. <laughs> Maybe I would. <laughs> a free one with every uh, 20 quid spent now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mr. H, I have one question for you. Do you? Actually. How yeah. Exciting. So obviously you've you've had a very sheltered life, you know, prior to the lifestyle. Yep, very. Very sheltered. Mm-hmm. And then you were with me for like freaking ages. Yep. Like a decade, two decades. So when you were allowed to go out and look at look at other people's panties. <laughs> <laughs> Still can't say it, can she? No. <laughs> um, yeah, were, were you, was your little mind blown by the fact that everyone looked a bit different? No, because I'd done a lot of it. Because you looked at porn. Uh, uh, no. You told me you'd never looked at porn. I'd never used to really look at porn. Lies. Since I've been with you, I've looked lies. at loads. But um, <laughs> I, I think because I'd done, um, prior to the, the lifestyle thing, uh, a lot of research, and as you said in, throughout the course of this conversation, I'd done a sort of, uh, I've read a lot of books about it, just just for our own sex life. So uh, she comes first, I think, is one that comes to mind, mm-hmm. which goes into sort of inordinate amount of detail about what each part is called, what it does, how it works, yada yada yada, and so so forth. Strangely written by a guy, which is slightly worrying, but oh well, I'm sure there's um, <laughs> female written alternatives. Um, that, that, that so it didn't surprise me that there was a variety of them, and that you know um, that n- no one was the same, and I, I expected the same to to be the case with penises as well i wasn't expecting to say that <laughs> and boobs you know we're all different we all have different personalities and looks and you know mm. we all have bits that we're uncomfortable with and we don't like and we all go through i think a body crisis of some sort you know whether it's something that we can physically change or whether it's just something that's that we just got to put up with mm-hmm. you know it's but what i have found actually is that the lifestyle has been really liberating for kind of going well actually we're all different and I'm reminded of when we went to to Desire and we kind of got to got there and, you know, you kind of everyone's naked as you go through the door pretty much. And, you know, we were shitting ourselves, not literally, that would have been messy. But but actually after about drawing attention to you. Yeah, it probably would have, especially in the pool as well. It would have got everyone out, but the phone party wouldn't it's have been really the same. Frowned on in the lobby as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. But but after about five, ten minutes or however long it was, actually it felt fine everyone was naked and everyone was different so it was okay for us to be different and i embraced that probably a bit quicker than you did because i was like well there, no one's hiding anything it's all on display and we are what we are i'll be very honest when i when we first landed in desire and obviously everyone was naked which is very lovely uh but actually my eyes were intrinsically drawn to the fact that you know i could see openly and on display other other ladies parts so i was actually i couldn't help but like some like some kind of cruel joke <laughs> i look at them and go oh man yeah but calling man. yourself the clunge inspector and going up to each one with a <laughs> magnifying glass was probably a little bit much no but I, I i it's almost like you know when i queue for a roller coaster i'm um, segue but you know when i queue for a roller coaster and i look at you and you're like what are you doing i'm like i'm googling roller coaster deaths in the queue because <laughs> this is 100 percent true <laughs> this is 100 percent not a fabrication so i'm so scared of roller coasters that when we're queuing for a roller coaster i will google how many people have died from roller coasters in the last year because i'm so terrified of them the same thing applies when i was like let off the leash and i was able to like be around all these naked people the first thing i did was like taunt myself by looking at how many other people's um Mm. Equally, looked better than mine. <laughs> when, 
you, once you're down there and exploring a another mm. lady's um lady garden yes. as you call it getting you out of that place is fucking impossible because i like them i know it's like um, nom, 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 all right come on come on it's been six days i need to eat at some point so <laughs> i do enjoy them I, I know you do um no honestly mm. i i think there is you know i i my mind wasn't blown um but I really love the variety of it all. And I love the fact that all these people are very different and they all bring something different to the table. But I'm a bit that way, as you know. I do. Cool. All right. All right. Fair I think enough. we've we've nattered long enough about vulvas. Do you think we've covered everything? Do I think, have you covered everything? Well, you listened to us. Well, I did listen to it. I listened waited, to it. Um, what will happen is when we finish this, we'll go, bollocks, we should have said. <laughs> no bollocks will be next week <laughs> really won't yeah, Kit Bang's checking through her list she is definitely I think we've covered a lot a lot of ground thank you ladies yes. very appreciated thank you, thank yeah, thank you, you for having us yeah so we'll do a bit of a, a, a round table as to where everyone can find you if you want people to find you out on the twitter webs and all that sort of stuff so if you want to be found if you want to be found uh click sure back. I do now. Oh, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dog kicker <laughs> lovely lovely clip bang for i dubbed clip bang all that time ago you did i did that's all, that's all you that's all me um, where can they find you, you? they can find me on twitter at Ms. Ms. underscore CLT, Ms. Clit, or on Field now, which is the one that I've just discovered where there's a lot of pretty people as, again, Ms. underscore CLT, Ms. Clit, or on Fab as Sprite and Sub, and that's me and Mr. Sprite. If you're really lucky, you get both of us. Yummy. Okay. We can also find you betwixt some ladies' legs. Mm, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla Rice, where can people find you if you can remember? So, oh, God, yeah, you well, remember. Yeah. <laughs> just going to be great. And, and okay, so Twitter, Instagram, uh, the other thing, Fab. Fab. Fab, and the Reddit. Oh, Fab. Reddit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you are, Reddit. MySpace. What's your AOL profile? Yeah, AOL, come on. And it is his cock, her tail. So H I S C O C K H E R T A I L. Lovely. Thank you. Secret Vixen. This, this, never she's heard been of googling her. herself Literally right now just, I she? just had to double check the uh, the blog's address I couldn't remember if it was .blog or .com secretvixen.blog it definitely isn't .com I just checked and it didn't work so it's definitely secret secretvixen.blog and you can find me at at secret underscore vixen one one eh that's a shame it always Someone, pains me to I, have to say the one um, damn don't. that fake account <laughs> should you mention your other half because he'll be only Go be upset on. if you don't um, he's, he's back in the room so you can also um, for maybe the smarter comments you can go to Secret <laughs> Stag he's the smarter of the two clearly oh bless you <laughs> and cleaner now he's spent two hours in the bath <laughs> he's literally the colour of a tomato <laughs> well, um, I, I oh, too say... hot. that's a whole nother medical thing about being too hot people <laughs> <laughs> um we want to say a massive, massive thank you to you all. It's been a real pleasure. Um, I'm glad that I was able to be quiet for an hour to let you guys or girls talk through all of that stuff. Dickers. Yeah, thank you. Well thank done. You. you can be um, quiet. 
some great chat. Um, if people want to get in touch um, and, and comment about this episode, please get in touch with us. We're at uh, bedhopperssuck at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at bedhopperssuck. Um, or we're on Fab and other places. People hopefully know where they'll find us because they're listening to this podcast. Um, and, you know, if we get some some interesting comments, we'll share them and, you know, we can post about them and talk about them later on. You know, that'll be fun. But thank you, folks. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Mrs. H, well done. On top you of it, what? yeah, well done for for <laughs> yeah. wrangling the unwrangable. They were an absolute pleasure to wrangle. Now, I think before <laughs> before you sign off, we just need to quickly Google gondolas so that we can have one in the back of our garden. Pagodas, pagodas, right? Okay, and I'm pecoras. so sorry. Absolutely, gondolas do not belong in a garden centre. That's great. All right, I understand it's pagodas. <laughs> Good, sign it off. Go on, do it. Ladies, thank you for hopping into our bed. <laughs>